Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. Today we have a special episode. This one is called The Slap Heard Around the World. And of course, this is about the slap that occurred at the Oscars the other night. And it's very interesting because when I first saw this, at first I thought it was fake. And then I realized it wasn't. And initially, I took Chris Rock's side. So I had the same kind of reaction to this that you all did. And everyone took one side over the other. But then I became neutral, and I tried to see what was really going on here. And when I became neutral, I got the answer for exactly why this happened and the purpose of it and all the players involved and everything. And so I thought, let's get together. And I got Jackie on the, on the call, and we decided to have a conversation about it and make it into a podcast so that we can see the higher perspective in this episode. It's really interesting when you really look at things from a neutral position because then you are at what Joshua and what Andine, who at Channel Walter said, is this zero choice point where you're completely neutral, and in this neutrality you gain great clarity and and uh, you get some inspiration, and that's exactly what happened here. So the inspiration was to have a conversation about it, see if we can look at it from the higher perspective, see if we can see the truth in the event, and I think what happens is we can see why this happened, why it was you know, three really famous people, all the players, their roles in it, and what the purpose of this event was uh, in a way that is going to shape mass consciousness as we move forward into Ascension. So I hope you enjoy this episode. It's fun. It's short. And it's always great to be with Jackie again. And of course, if you haven't listened to Jackie's podcast, it's called the Evolution Pod Club. It's amazing. It's taking off. She's fantastic. Also, uh, Ashley Goner's podcast, too. Um, Uncovering Your Magic is incredible as well. So those two podcasts are my favorites, and uh, take a look at those as well. Of course, um, please share this podcast with your friends. Uh, feel free to share it on Facebook. Do whatever you can to spread it around. I think when all of us look at things from the higher perspective, it relieves the fear and the anxiety and things like that, and you sort of see why things are happening. And this is what we're doing as we ascend from fear to love, we gain more clarity, and things just are not the same for us as they are for other people. We don't buy into this idea of separation anymore. We seek to see why things are happening to cause more connection. And if you're looking at things from the higher perspective, you can see that everything is causing more connection. Even though it seems like these incidences are creating disconnection, in reality, what's happening is that they're working to change our belief systems so that we can create more connection. So thanks again for being here and enjoy this episode. What we're talking about today is the slap heard around the world. Did you see it? I did in real time. In real time. Mm -hmm. So Chris Rock is up there. He's doing his thing. He's making jokes. He makes a joke about Jada's hair. And Will laughs at it initially then sees Jada react to it, and then something triggers him so intensely that he's done something that he's never done before and has never happened before in the history of Oscars or any, any event like that, where basically the, it's the world stage. So everyone in the Western world is either watching it or has access to the video after the fact. When you watched it, it looked bizarre. It looked like it was staged. Yeah. The way he held himself, Will held himself the whole time. The way that Chris re did not react 
it was all very strange. So it seemed staged. And then I watched a cool recap video from a behavioral body language guy who went through every single part of it from Jada to Will to Chris, analyzed every detail of it and said it was absolutely not staged. It was a spur of the moment. Thing. Oh, absolutely not. Correct. Yeah. I also heard the original audio. And when you hear how it went down without the censorship and the muting from the control room, you know immediately that it was not staged. Right. But it did look weird. Right. And we all thought there's something going on here. In fact, the audience was laughing because they all thought it was staged as well. It was too bizarre for it to be a real thing. So this brings brought me back to this idea of all the things that's been happening the last few years. Why COVID happened. Why Derek Chauvin couldn't get off of George Floyd's neck. Why Putin is invading Ukraine. All these events are taking place to bring us out of this fear-based reality based in old limiting beliefs that do not serve us whatsoever into a new reality where there's more love, more connection, where we don't separate ourselves. So all of these acts that have happened cause us to rethink what we once believed. COVID caused us to rethink what's most important in our lives, how we can do work, what we should be spending our time on. The Black Lives Matter helped us realize that it's not us against them, it's we're all in this together. And how Russia invading Ukraine is unacceptable. How we are not going to stand by and idly let a free country become not free. Whereas in the past, all of this would have been acceptable. You should work 80 hours a week, not see your family. You should separate yourself from people you think are scary. You should, who cares if another country is invading another country, right? It has nothing to do with us. Now we're all connected. But what this was, was really a limiting belief that gets triggered. And the limiting belief is not really about defending your family. It's about defending your honor as a man. And that's not acceptable anymore. We don't need to defend ourselves. There is no threat. So as I looked at at these three players, you couldn't find a more self-sovereign, powerful woman than Jada. That's right. She doesn't need defending. You couldn't find a more non-threatening person than Chris. And you couldn't find someone who, from my perspective, has always been so emotionally you know, intelligent mm -hmm. than Will. It all broke apart in this three-minute thing. And you know Will's emotional because he cried at his acceptance speech. There was so much more going on there. Yeah. Now, it's also a coincidence that he just played Richard Williams in right. King Richard. Yep. Right? And so I had just seen that movie the night before. In there is a scene where Richard is at the tennis court and these gang members come over and one of them is threatening to do something to his daughter. And he just couldn't handle it, and he snapped. And he hit, hit the guy with the tennis racket, and then he got beat up and almost shot. The next scene, he has a gun, and he's going to go kill this gang member. But before he does, there's a drive-by shooting, and the guy gets killed. A thing that really happened that changed the trajectory of all their lives. So he was acting on this urge because he was dipped down to the 
you know, state of fear, and he got this urge to change the conditions. And anytime you act on an urge to change the conditions, you get what you do not want. Had this event played out for Richard Williams, he would have gotten what he didn't want. Mm-hmm. So this example that we all got to see was what happens when you are acting on urges, to, when you're triggered and you act on urges to change conditions. And when you have this limiting belief, the limiting belief in this case was, I demand respect as a man. And so you, you do something that you would never do. But in this case, it was even more bizarre than that because he had so much time to change his mind. Right. He could have done anything. He could have punched Chris. He could have talked to Chris. He could have made a joke. Jada could have stopped him. Chris could have run away, you know? Yeah. But everyone played their part perfectly to create this moment in time where everyone gets to see things from a new perspective. And from my perspective, I know that this was a pre-birth intention on the three of them. Their entire lives were culminated in this moment. And when Will was walking off the stage, there was a sly grin on his face and the way he was walking and everything. It wasn't because he was satisfied by what he did, but he was satisfied because he fulfilled his pre-birth promise, his agreement. And we see it from that perspective, then I have nothing but love and admiration for the self-sacrifice of all three people who played a part in this. Absolutely. And what's so interesting too, is that for every single person who witnessed it in real time or after, and we could safely say millions of people who believe that there was something wrong and believe that someone was bad and took a side and blamed someone or had any sort of negative reaction specifically, it was for them and us. It's for every single person who had any reaction that exactly. put fear into their hearts. And so that is so fascinating. Like you said, that the self-sacrifice to move all of humanity once again in another big event like this forward. Yeah. And you saw the next day, the lens through which everyone saw it, depending on who you ask, race, gender, all sorts of factors created a lens through which people saw the event and created their perspective of the event. I was curious, how long will we be blaming one side or another, as opposed to seeing it as the perfect moment that it was, which was this greatest manifestation event. And I agree with you, everything was leading up to that event, including past relationship, past jokes, their whole careers, every moment was leading up to this moment. Yeah, where they were each born, Yes. What they went through in their lives to get Everyone. there, the success that they've had, the fame, the admiration they have by people around the world. What's interesting to me is that until I was able to become neutral on this subject without picking a side, mm-hmm. I couldn't see the truth. So I said to myself, you know, at first I blamed Will and felt sorry for Chris and thought that Will was overreacting to a mild joke, and people tend to be overreacting to comedy now than they ever have before. They're being triggered more often. That's because we're getting more emotionally sensitive as we go along. And then I thought about Will's side of it and what was prompting him to do that. But I had to get neutral, and as soon as I got neutral, then the truth came to me, which is this is an event for all of us, for the whole world so that we can rethink these 
built-in programming of what it is to be a man, of what you should be doing to protect your family, about who is actually a threat and not a threat, of what constitute an insult or a slight, and what through appropriate response to that. Because when Richard in the movie hits the gang member with a tennis racket, which was vicious, we're all thinking, yeah, that's what you should do. Or I would do that too. Or that's appropriate. Because he was defending his daughter, right. But he wasn't actually because the daughter wasn't there. These are just words. Nothing is actually happening. And that's what you're pointing out today. Yeah. Which was the limiting belief is demanding respect as a man. This is funny because the thing that kept coming to me was the ability that man has, women, mankind, to hold their alignment hostage for the need to be right. Your need to be right or make someone right or someone wrong holds that neutrality at bay. You can't find it, just like you said. And there are so many layers to this, too. You even mentioned what constitutes a joke. And a lot of people have opinions about what's going too far, what's not going too far. And also this event happening on a world stage and no one doing anything. You know, don't forget Will Smith won the award five minutes later and got a standing ovation. You're talking about Hollywood that has been so sensitive. You can't say one wrong thing. You get canceled. And yet this event happens. No one moves. Nothing. I feel like also another thing that was going on is the crumbling of of idolization and reverence, blind following of people you don't know because of fame. And I do believe that that is also a part, that crumbling of the facade is a part of what we need to do in order to move into this age of enlightenment as well. I believe that some of that is part of it too. Do you feel Absolutely. that? Well, here we have a spectacle that's been going on for years where we're celebrating entertainment industry and we're also dividing ourselves not only between us and them that they're better than we are and that we should endeavor to get to where they are because their lives are so much better than ours so we separate this you know and then maybe we even hold on to that ideal though they're living the bright life they're living that's not true i mean there's they're no more happier than we are, if exactly. so, less Everyone so. Everyone is in fear and in contrast and challenges and struggles. Everyone. Yeah, so this whole thing to prop up this, this false sense of what's good, celebrity, fame, money, is causing people to distract themselves so it's really important. Yes. And so that event also helped to dismantle that as well. Then there's this aspect of standing by. Don't get involved, you know. Another thing that I thought was interesting is that if Chris Rock was anyone else, this would have been different if it was Dave Chappelle or Kanye West or somebody up there doing the same thing. It wouldn't have been as meaningful or as interesting as it is now, and it probably would have been a completely different thing. It had to be those people. So here you have a big guy attacking a little guy. That's in there too. So there's so many layers of stuff that's going on in this that we can't unpack, but the really interesting thing is for me is until you get to neutrality, I'm not taking any sides in this. Then you get the truth. Then you get the truth, which was perfectly designed for everyone. Yeah. You know, it's interesting now that kids today get participation medals. They're not allowed to this trying to separate themselves in winners and losers. 
in this false sense of motivation. Oh, this losing is going to make you work harder. But the older generation criticizes this idea, saying we're making people weak. And this whole idea of strong and weak comes from generations after generations of people who are really living in great fear. So they had to be strong, and then they brought those beliefs down with them. I live in the South here, and there are still people talking about how proud they are to be in the South because of the Confederate. You know, It makes no sense at all, right? Yeah. <laughs> but you can just see from 150 years worth of their parents were thinking this way, and their grandparents were thinking this way, and the great-grandparents, it just keeps coming until something stops to break that chain of limiting beliefs. It all comes down to people's mental construct, as you've pointed out. What is the belief system that people inherit from their parents, from their grandparents, from society, from just their neighborhood and where you grow up and what Absolutely. you adopt? Because those same people, if they were born in New York City, would have a completely different set of beliefs and mental construct. And so, or if they're born in India or Ethiopia. Yes, I kept it in the U.S. for some reason, but of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if they were born in Japan, it would be completely different. But you're still talking about... At the soul level, everyone's coming here for the same purpose. We are all here to advance our soul and to learn and expand, period. You did not come here to coast. Yes, you can coast sometimes. Give yourself a little respite. But this is why we are here. This was meant for them, as you said, was a pre-birth intention because it was that big. They had that agreement. We're going to come together in this moment to do our part to advance all the souls that experience this or experience the ripple effect of it. It is that important. It is that big. And you're right. Until you can find neutrality, until you can see that they were all in this together, because we know that they're a vibrational match. Let's say Will and Chris in that moment, they had to be a match for this to happen. Otherwise, can't it can't work. But going back to the limiting belief, he acted on an urge to control the condition. He got up, stayed in that fear. He slapped Chris, which I thought in your article that you wrote was very interesting because you specifically said it wasn't a punch, wasn't a push. It was a slap, which sort of represents a way of disrespecting someone specific. Right. As you said, he felt maybe that he had stepped into his purpose but you could see during his acceptance speech, he was so far from his source. He was yes. so far from himself. He could not find peace or comfort. And what I thought was even more interesting was when he brought up that Denzel Washington said, watch out when you're riding high. That's when the devil comes to get you. And what you have taught me and so many is what we perceive as the devil coming to get you is really just when you're flying so high at a vibration that is uncomfortable because it's almost like the electricity of it is too much. What do you do? You knock yourself down a peg, you get high, you get drunk, you start a fight. But this was on such a high level that in order to knock himself down to a vibration that he was comfortable with, it was the event that occurred. But he was far away from his source because he was still so in fear, he couldn't get back. I think he nailed it on the head when I watched his acceptance speech. He was crying, and he was saying that all he wants is love. And yet, 
he just did something that was the antithesis of what he wants. He gets on there in the beginning, sort of making light of it, maybe feeling a little bit proud for what he did because this, it, it aligns with his belief about what a man should be. So he did what he thought a man should do, and yet he can't feel love. He, he's taken, like you said, from his source. And so he's looking for words and he's trying to figure out what happened here, you know? Yeah, I thought that this was the right thing to do. Yeah, and you see that. And here is this moment that he has been waiting for where he won an Oscar, this exciting moment, and he doesn't understand where's that joy, where's that love, and I feel robbed. And in that moment, can easily blame someone else, blame Chris. But what's happening is he's just so deep in fear and out of alignment. There's nothing that anyone can say that it's like putting a Band-Aid on a geyser, but you see him searching and in the explanation, in the I'm protecting, you see him trying to get himself there, but you can't because yeah. nothing hurts more than separating from your higher self, than separating from source. That's the thing that causes us the most pain. And he was far away. And even though in that moment, I definitely had my opinion on what happened. Okay. I basically wanted to crawl under my bed. I hid under the covers. <laughs> just if you're looking for me I will be busy I cannot even handle this listen I've I've heard all the sides just in that moment I was heartbroken there were so many layers to this and layers and layers so when I was still I was out of alignment but in that moment of the speech I I quickly knew because you've also explained that you can feel more than one thing at a time so even though I was in fear, I also was reaching for that higher perspective. And I also knew it was perfect. And I also had so much compassion when he was in that speech that he couldn't find his way back. No one around could find their way back. And Chris managed to stay in alignment. But I also think there was shock and physical pain. And we don't know what was going on with anyone, right? We're not in anyone's shoes. Listen, it was just a high level example of what you talk about when you punch a wall. You have a second there to not punch the wall. You punch the wall because you're angry. You got to deal with the plaster. You got to deal with the broken knuckles. And so we were watching the, the broken hand, the broken wall, and it not feeling better. You don't feel better for having punched the wall. And now what do you do? Because you yeah. just have so much more fear, so much more of what you don't want. Because had he not acted on that urge, which he was always meant to do, predestined, had he not acted on that urge, he would have been angry. There would have been words after there would have been something completely different, but it wouldn't be this conversation. We certainly wouldn't be talking about it right now. Yeah. Because had he kept his composure in that seat and then maybe yelled at something from the seat or said something later or wrote something later, it would be a division between him and Chris and people would pick sides. Comedians should not say this. People should not say that. And what's happening is that, especially what's going on with cancel culture, is that younger people are very emotionally sensitive on purpose. They're designed to be because as this vibration rises on this planet, the more emotionally sensitive you are, the more you can move towards love. The more you'll notice when you're out of alignment, the more you'll notice when you're in alignment. It's very important. But the urge is always to cancel that which causes negative emotion, perceiving that something outside of you can make you feel something. So this is really what this whole episode is highlighting, is that 
if you perceive that something outside of you, someone says something, and that's the reason you feel bad, you're going to want to control that person. But in doing so, what you're saying essentially is you're completely the victim to someone else's words. Now, you're either going to take that stance and approach life as if you're the victim, but if you do, then there's no possible way you can control what happens about how you feel. And since the only thing we're ever doing is feeling something, you're going to live a life going up and down, up and down, up and down without any possible control over your emotions. Imagine if you could keep your emotions steady. Nothing causes you to get too high. Nothing causes you to get too low. You don't bounce with what's happening outside. You consider it. You look at it from a different perspective. And if you feel it causing you to go outside, you look inward. So that's the approach to life of the creator. We're creating all this. We're creating our judgments, our limiting beliefs, our beneficial beliefs, our mental construct, all this stuff. That's where we have control over it. We can process our limiting beliefs. We can alter our mental construct. We can look at things from the higher perspective and we can feel neutral. Feeling neutral might say, well, if I'm going to feel anything, I want to feel really good. I want to be in ecstasy all the time. But no, you don't. What you want to do is be calm and neutral and have access to the higher perspective and see what's really going on and not react to every good or bad thing that's happening in your life. In fact, change your entire opinion about good and bad. What you think is good, defending your honor, is still limiting. Duality is only of the physical realm. There is no duality in the non-physical. There's no right or wrong, good or bad. So yes, as long as you believe in a situation right or wrong, you are not neutral, you are not in alignment, and you don't have access, which is part of the system. So of course, you're going to believe in right or wrong. You're going to have those responses. But then recognizing it, And you did see afterwards steps towards love. Chris did not press charges. Will came out with a statement apologizing to Chris in that moment. He was not able to do that. Steps have been taken towards love, which I found interesting too, because of all the people that, for example, defended Will. And then he came out and apologized to Chris. So where does that leave people in their own limiting beliefs now? coming out, you know, of the woodwork and saying, yeah, he deserved it. You can't say that. You can't disrespect a woman like that coming out. And then here was Will making the statement, I am sorry to Chris. So it's just everyone's left with their own limiting beliefs. Yeah. And every, and every time you have a limiting belief, you can look at it and realize it's not true. It's just limiting. That's all it is. In the case of Will's apology, it was very eloquent, I thought, and I thought it was from the heart. And he said one thing, he goes, this is not reflective of the man I want to be. Yeah. Where instead of most people say, this is not reflective of the man I am. I, he I realizes he's not there yet and he wants to be there. You mentioned specifically the three of them that Will had that high, in your perception, had high emotional intelligence, which is what he demonstrated by saying that exact thing, which is the man I want to be. And like you said too, during his speech, he believes in love. And so imagine how painful that is. And then Chris, if you've followed Chris over the years, as I have, I've heard him on Howard Stern like a thousand times. <laughs> He's a gentle soul. Yeah. And, and this was designed perfectly. And I have the sense that that joke came to him while he was backstage and was low hanging fruit for him. I almost feel like it was just a last minute throwaway joke 
that was meant to activate this situation. You know, he didn't, I, I believe he was not aware of Jada's condition of having alopecia and so many things. There was no thought put into it at all, but I think he was inspired to have that joke. I do think that was sent to him as to get the ball rolling for this entire union to occur. Not only that, I think alopecia itself played a huge part in this. It did. Because when you're someone who believes that an aspect of your physical body means something about you, that takes away from authenticity. Yeah. So here's a person who had this beautiful hair and then gets this condition out of the blue, randomly, right? Yeah, right. By accident. It was right? totally random. Of all the people in the world. Right. Happens for her. Yeah. So that she could play her role in this. And, and part of that role is saying, it doesn't matter if I have her or not. I'm beautiful either way. Which she came to, which was a big perspective moment on her end, right? She had to push past huge amounts of fear to shave her head. Yeah. And then she has this huge podcast too, and she talks about it. And so obviously part of her journey was becoming a star, being attractive, having a reach through her podcast and other means, and then having this condition that she can say, it doesn't matter. Just show a great example. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what accessories you have. It has nothing to do with anything. And then go through that. And then have this event happen because of that too. Because it couldn't have happened without that, obviously. Right. Right? Yeah. Wait, so you start to see how all the dots are connected and it goes back and back and back and back. So for order for her to have this platform, she's got to be a successful actress, which means when she's six years old, she has to have that moment in front of the TV where she wants to be an actor and is mimicking the scene in front of her mom. I'm making this up. My point is it's all connected. Every moment is connected to every other moment. So it's not an exaggeration to say that everything in their lives was leading up to that moment. Right. That's how everything is. Everything's uh, connected. Just like everything in your life is leading up to your podcast. Oh yeah. Oh, well, don't even get me started on that because <laughs> I had some realizations. That's for another day. The thing that you've come to recently, that neutrality, calmness, that horizon line that you talk about, when you said that that is the highest vibrating place, you know, Jen Gambatiz said, that's a Joshua mic drop moment, okay? Because that was so incredibly illuminating, which is ultimately what we're getting to here. This is what we're all searching for. And if anyone is figuring out what we're searching for in this event, it's that horizon line of neutrality. And it's something that I've only recently understood because I've always thought of ecstasy, the higher your vibrating, the better you feel. Yeah, higher, higher, but that's not what it is. And the way I understood it in my body through meditation was understanding that who we are is love. And it feels like that ecstasy. That's who we are. It's so big. We can't even contain it in our bodies. Sometimes our guides send us tiny little piece of it. And it's just so overwhelming that love and gratitude, but where we live, our home is a place of peace and freedom. It's that neutrality. And that place, that place I understand in my body when you say that horizon line is the highest vibrating place. That is where we live. That is home. And so that's where we're trying to get to. And that's what they're helping us do and helping us recognize 
right now. Yeah. And that's a new recognition for me as well. I was always thinking this is going to lead to better and better and better feelings, but the best feeling would be calm, ease, serenity, harmony, balance, neutrality. And that's that zero choice point of creation because at that little tiny point, which also means the present moment, that's where all creation comes from. Do you feel it, everyone? Do you feel that mic drop? Do you? Because I feel it. I'm in the church of expansion and alignment that Joshua is preaching to me. I mean, Gary is preaching to me, but let's be honest. They're the same. Um, (laughs) I believe that this is so fascinating. And I will tell you, it's hard to not get in the mud and get into the nitty gritty. It really is. But this is what it's about. And I do believe, as you said, the younger people are more sensitive. It gives them the ability to recognize when they're in and out of alignment, when they're feeling good, not feeling good. And you've given us the tools as well of recognizing when we're in fear and any action taken in that place is just going to add more fear. And when we're really in love, we're feeling neutral, we're feeling good, we're feeling great. Whatever that feeling and understanding that anything that we attract in that moment is inspired and is taking us further in our journey to expand in love and who we authentically are. I can't help but wonder if he had had those tools in that moment to really understand those two things, but he wasn't meant to know what that was in that moment. He's discovering it now on the world stage. If he had those tools in that moment, the universe wouldn't have picked him. Yeah. That moment would not have happened. Three other people would have had to have that moment for the rest of us. If we had the tools, if all of us had the tools, that moment wouldn't need to occur. If all of us had the tools, COVID wouldn't need to happen. Russia wouldn't need to invade anyone. There'd be no. And just because we have the tools doesn't mean that we do it. It's. I can tell you, I live. I live how many hours a day, and I'm not not acting on urges to control the condition. So even with the tools. It's, it's a process. It's a yeah, process. But we will get there yeah. and humanity will get there. Yeah. It's happening. And it's thrilling. It's and listen, and if there was nowhere to go, we would not be in existence at all. So love and embrace that challenge, the obstacles, and all the things that knock you out of alignment because that is why we are here. Just a quick side note about kids. The next day, my daughter had not watched Madagascar 200 years. And we watched Madagascar 1, Madagascar 2, Madagascar 3. I don't know if you know who's in it, but the leads are Chris Rock and Jada Pinkett Smith. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, this child, everyone feels it. You don't have to know. The energy and the vibration of the event, it it ripples through, through us all. That's right. It activated us just to have this conversation. That's right. I love you. Love you too. Thanks for being here and having the conversation. We'll talk soon. Absolutely. Well, I hope you got a new perspective on this event. And when you get into a neutral place, you'll see everything from a higher perspective and the clarity will come to you. The thoughts will come to you from your inner self, from source itself. And what we're all doing here is seeking more connection with each other, with everyone else on this planet, with all our friends and family. And I really want to say thanks so much to Jackie for being here on this 
podcast with me. Her insights, especially into Hollywood and how things are, you know, turning out and, you know, these old belief systems that we have that are ingrained within us, they're just limiting. And so we're starting to pick apart even the things we think are good and right. We're looking at those from a different perspective too. And we're saying, are these things really right? Do we really have to believe these things? Can we change our mental construct and move towards more love, more acceptance, more equality, that sort of thing. And I think that's what we're doing here. So thank you all for being a part of this. And let me know what you think. Leave some comments and maybe some reviews. Uh, if you're not subscribed to this podcast or following it, please do that. And uh, share this with your friends and see what they think. All right. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next time. Bye.